creating work, for documenting, for bringing analysis, power, insight, and holding a space for a conversation that doesn't get to happen enough, right? So I have a couple things to say that are just like totally from my beating heart, and then I'll talk a little more boring about Boston, right? Um, so um, for me, what is so striking and so incredible about the work of King and Andrew is that it reminds us that residents are definitely are the soul and the mandate of government. And so whatever is your political science theory or political philosophy, we've got to remember that government, particularly local government, has a mandate to kind of hold space for residents and to think about what that means for place as well. And so the work, both of their projects, they lift up how important it is to, to hear, to kind of stop, to listen to the voices that analyze and live in these cities and in these places that are under intense economic pressure. Um, and not just to hear, but to respond. So the documentation effort is really important. I think I was saying this to you, Crenton, about film as a medium for, for documenting, for advocacy, for organizing, and, and how powerful it is, um, not just for the general public, but for, for policymakers, for government leaders to kind of look at this and think about what does this, what does this mean as a call to action. Um, and to also remind us that residents represent um, our stewards, our planners, our, our analysts, um, as fancy or fancier than the people in this room, right? So it's not necessarily just, it's not gonna be your education or technical training that are always gonna give you the best insight, but it's the lived experience. And certainly filmmakers like King and Andrew remind us of how important it is to remember that and hold space. So that is just straight from, um, from the heart for sure. Um, really appreciating King's uh, attempt to disrupt the idea that concentrated poverty is a thing um, unto itself. Kind of what does it mean to think about public housing um, and the policy in Atlanta, which is to, to really think about concentrated poverty and how do, we, how do we rethink that and does that mean demolishing public housing? Um, and, I don't, I'm, and King doesn't seem to think so and I don't either, right? There's a bigger, there's a more complex answer and question that he's pulling us into. Um, and for Andrew's work also thinking about just the question of, of land again and how do people hold land not just for uh, a year or a generation but for multiple generations moving across land or being displaced. And so that's the other theme that's here, so displacement across land, how do people hold that? For King as well, this other question about self-determination. And so what is the space for self-determination in urban revitalization, in urban places being remade? And so this is definitely a way that this work kind of links back to some of the work that I do now in the city as Boston sits um, in this incredible moment of economic boom and explosion. Uh, the, the income inequality rate in Boston right now is expanding at an unbelievable rate. Um, by many accounts, it's the fastest gentrifying city in the United States right now. Gentrifying faster than New York, than Atlanta, than LA. Um, all these places, um, Boston is swinging very hard. And so what does that mean to sit in a city um, that has about, right now, I think there's $6.5 billion in the ground um, 13 million square feet 
of youth office space in our district being populated right at this moment. Earlier today, I was on a on the top of a ladder on the Millennial Tower, uh, which is in the <laughs> um, in the old filings basement hold. Um, it's going to be the largest, the tallest resident tower in Boston with a penthouse for thirty-seven point five million dollars. It's a penthouse apartment. That's just one of the floors, right? So, what does this mean in real terms, right? Are these things to celebrate, or are there things to kind of give us pause, particularly if we're having a conversation about gentrification? Um, what's interesting is that uh, th that is the, the opportunity to think about policy in this conversation becomes really important. And so, um, as you all know, very well know in this, in this room, we have a new mayor in Boston. And so, uh, Mayor Walsh has been really clear about running on um, an agenda that's about um, equity and access. And what does it mean if we think about cities as a, um, money is coming into a city or capital is coming into a city, we know that, that we're in a, mar a free market economy, whatever that means, it means nothing, a capitalist economy, call it what it is. We know that the way that that works is by segmenting um, people that don't have and people that have very starkly. And so what could it mean to disrupt that kind of distribution mechanism, which is the default? So from a policy standpoint, that means that when a building is built in Boston, when it's over 100,000 square feet, we try to we apply a policy called linkage. And so that there's money that comes off of a property that goes right into a housing trust, um, a jobs trust, and that goes to residents. Um, what, is that enough? Right now, no. Linkage is a policy I'm looking at. But is an example I offer to think about ways that cities can really think about moments of prosperity um, and how to reset um, some of the default of that. The default being a very wide income disparity, a very wide uh, wealth disparity, and a problematic around housing and displacement. So the mayor has also just now announced a new housing plan, which, which plans to bring 53,000 new units of housing to Boston. Um, that's great. Yeah, what's the question? The question is, how do we finance that? The question is, uh, how do we make sure that the, the housing stock that the city has right now um, for low-income families, affordable housing stock is maintained and grown? So I also am a product of public housing. Um, my family came from West Virginia to Boston, grew up in public housing in Dorchester. I know how important that housing stock is to preserving um, a place to be, to live, to remain in cities for families that are um, that are working or families that are not. So one of the questions that I would roll back to for us is to think about what what is the role of, of government in a real aggressive and kind of robust way of thinking, rethinking what policy looks like for placemaking. It's not just a housing question. There has to be a job consideration in that too. Um, and how, what do we have to say about public housing? Um, and how public housing and also public transportation all these things that allow cities to be uh, to be affordable, to be livable, to be inclusive of all the people that live in them. So um, these are things that just that are simpler, that are harder to address than just kind of one sure um, one certain policy, because a lot of the things that we're talking about are the result of failed policies. Right? It's not about failed people. 
new teams for sure, certainly not the folks that you guys are interviewing and documenting, but thinking about what is the, uh, what is the vision? I think you asked both actors so beautifully, like what is the vision for cities, um, cities going forward to make sure that the people who live in cities are the people that get to be in cities for a long time, the folks that have already been there, long-term populations. Um, so I'll stop there, I could definitely um, go on, but I would say that for me, as someone that has the opportunity to think about um, longer durations of time, um, because that's my training as a historian, I do think about 50 or 70 years or kind of multiple generations at once, um, which made me wonder why the mayor would actually want to hire me for this job because um, it's sort of an unusual disposition. Um, but also that that is the only way that we can get to sustainability in a city. I would say by foregrounding what residents, current residents lived experience is by thinking of over a much longer time horizon and understanding that multiple and policy measures that are addressing, at least for me, land use, um, capital investment, and workforce development, all those things coming together um, and trying to be aggressive about it at a time when there is there are more there are more dollars on the table. Um, that's certainly true for Boston, um, and uh, we try to deal with that by the, just by the fact that we have um, so many uh, folks in our city, so many institutions that are tax free. Um, so I won't say anything about where I'm sitting, um, but I will say that uh, makes it interesting for us to think of payment in lieu of tax payment, right? And how folks help us to make the city work. So, um, but all these things are really important for just trying to get at questions that are not easily easily solved. So um, I guess I can leave it at that end. But I'm really look forward to hearing more from what you guys have to say in the room.